The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. I am Professor Snipe, and this is the Potterhood Podcast with Nico Wright and Will Poznan. You're here to enjoy the subtle science and exact art of podcasting. As there's a little foolish wand waving here, many of you will hardly believe this is magic. However, for those select few who possess the predisposition, enjoy the show. I mean, if she starts talking, if she's anything like you, it'll probably sound like gibberish anyway. Yeah, so. well, she started with gibberish, so. Oh, then she's already yeah, just she's like a, cooing. Just That's like her daddy. <laughs> just like her daddy. <laughs> All right, so. <clears throat> Pardon me for that throat clearing. And. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Potterhood Podcast. The voice you hear right now is Nico White and my co-host. I'm Will Poston. And this is the Potterhood Podcast episode. We're so bad at this. Let's say 17. Let's say episode 17 <laughs> until proven otherwise. But we want to thank y'all for listening to all 16 episodes previous to this and listening to our 17th. Thank you for riding with us. I want to shout out real quick the best producer in podcast history. The one, the only, the short, Max Marcus. What's up, Maxie? How's it going? Pretty good, man. How are you? I'm good. You I, know. How you feeling in week 17 of this whole thing? If it's 17. If it's 17, it might be 18. It yeah. might be 18. It might be 19. Who really knows? But we've had... I get, it's embarrassing. I get blindsided every week. Every Whatever week, week ask, it is, it's good. Forget. Yeah. We have fun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We have fun here at the Potterhood. But again, thank you all for sticking out with us this long. Should we do plugs right now? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do plus, because shit, it's only the original squad. So, Mm -hmm. if you're on Instagram, please make sure you find me at NicoWhite93. That is N-E-K-O-W-H-I-T-E-9-3. I do more than talk about Harry Potter, man. I'm a stand-up comedian. I do shows all over the place, and I would love to talk to y'all more. So, please be sure to hit me up and check out my website, NicoWhite.com. That's N-E-K-O-W-H-I-T-E.com. Will? You can uh, find me on Instagram at Will Poznan, W-I-L-L-P-O-Z-N-A-N. And if you post on Instagram and use the hashtag Potterhood, I'll, I'll check it out. I'll, I'll comment and stuff. There you go. As will I. Maxie, how about you? Where can they find you? They can find me at Max Marcus Comedy. There you go. <laughs> Matt, Matt Max is a simple. He don't need all that extra. M-A-X-M-A-R-C-U-S-C-O-M-E-D-Y. But you can find him on Instagram at Matt Marcus Comedy. All right, Big Will. <laughs> let's jump into it, huh? Okay. Let's sort of... So, I'm a big fan of the show The Boondocks. The greatest show of all time. Yeah, we've talked about it a, a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, let, we're sorting uh, the two protagonists of the, uh, of the Boondocks today, starting with one of the greatest characters in television, Huey Freeman. Okay, now here's the thing about the Boondocks. I love the show. However, it always trips me up on which one is which, and I mm-hmm. don't want to use Google for this. So, if I mess up, then I mess up. Okay. But if Huey is who I think he is, Huey's the one with the afro, right? Yes. Okay, perfect. So, 
I'm putting Huey no contest in the Gryffindor. No okay. contest. Because Huey, if I'm not mistaken, he's the one that stood up in the R. Kelly trial and yes. told him to stop dancing yes. and all that shit. I think Huey is is brave blindly, like a lot of Gryffindors. I mm-hmm. think he shows a lot of blind courage. He has a little bit of um like what whatever that trait is to where he can understand very complicated people. Sure. And I think that's a Gryffindor trait. Like Lily Potter had that down packed. She could understand very, very complex people. So for those reasons I'd sort Huey into Gryffindor no contest. Okay. So I would agree with you that Huey is a Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. Um now you will not guess the Gryffindor who I think he is most like. Um, Neville. No, Dumbledore. Really? That is the Gryffindor he reminds me of. Because he has all the information in his head, does not choose to share it with anyone. He only enlightens people in group dynamics. Like, he lets Riley run around, make his mistakes. He makes the, the girl next door who they're friends with stay delusioned about like her reality remember the episode where he has the uh, the martin luther king play and mm-hmm. then he tells his teacher if you put me in charge uh, you're gonna get fired yeah he doesn't the teacher's like why would you say that he's like that's all the information you're getting it's very dumbledore-ish and then it comes to be true and it's like huey likes being a lone samurai when he probably would do a lot better in a group yeah help the people you know be more of a community Oriented person. That's very. Sometimes I get jealous about how deep you <laughs> like go into these things. I would have never put those two things together if I would have had to put Huey as anybody. Probably Harry, right? Most people would say he's like Harry. Nah, not Harry. like Harry at all. Because at least Huey felt approachable. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Huey yeah. felt like somebody you would like have a That's fun so conversation funny. with. I feel the exact opposite. I feel like for me personally, if I saw Harry Potter and Huey Freeman at a bar. I'd be like, oh, I can go talk to Harry. Like, I can go up to Harry right now and be like, hey, man, big fan of what you did. But Fair. if I said it to Huey, he'd be like, no, you're not. <laughs> Fair. I mean, well, I, I'm, I'm kind of like that myself, just yeah. personally. Like, a friend of mine hit me up today, and he asked me how I was doing. I was like, you don't care. <laughs> like, certain things we can just stop in their tracks. You don't care. And how do I know you don't care? It's because you asked me for information first. Yes. You feel me? And, like, my homie felt really bad about that. But, like, I don't... Yeah. I, I resonate with people like Huey. No, that's They're very Huey like, Freeman. It's, it's honest immediately. Yeah. Oh, how are you? Why are we wasting each other's time, dog? Yeah. You don't care, and I don't care to tell you because I know you don't care. Yeah. I would be like Harry Potter every single first year in Gryffindor. was like, Harry Potter. And be like, hi. And I'd try to learn their name, feel bad when I forgot their name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't do the Huey Freeman thing. Okay. So enough. I think it's a wavelength thing. I think that's why you find Huey more approachable. Right, right. I think I resonate more with that energy yeah. than I do um, the energy that I associate with Harry James Potter. Like, himself. I feel like in Harry Potter, you'd find Mad-Eye very approachable. I'd find Mad-Eye very approachable. <laughs> most people would feel the exact opposite. Right, they go to stop me like, hey, get away yeah. from him. They Don't walk up behind him. Mad-Eye. Yeah. They'd want to meet guys like, you know, Hagrid or somebody who's yeah. like very outwardly. I would want to party with Hagrid. I wouldn't yeah. necessarily like just want to hang with Hagrid. Yeah. It's too damn big. You'd probably find Aberforth approachable. I'd find yeah, Aberforth These are very all the least approachable characters A- in the Ab- series. Aberforth. We need to talk about Aberforth. Okay, man. let's like, talk about him. Like that, because that's Dumbledore's um, brother. brother. And I, I'm kind of sad that they didn't give him but like eight minutes of shine in the movie all together. Yeah. And that's one of those things where it's like, Okay, so he had the cursed child and stuff like that, but I would have much rather have seen something like following 
Abba, uh, I'm gonna fuck up his name, Abba Forth. Yeah. I would have much rather seen something with him and mm-hmm. just what his life was like. Because imagine being the brother who gets none of the credit, but yeah. you have to listen to all of the praise that Dumbledore gets for being this like great wizarding human when you know that to not necessarily be the case. And the one thing people know about you is a rumor that you had sex with a goat. Wait, what? You didn't know about that? It's all over it's all over the books. They keep being like Aberforth, uh don't let him around your goats. Hold on, wait. Wait, yeah. what part what part of the game is this? Cuz I've read too much Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. You don't to know have about missed that? such a thing. Max, did you yeah. know about this? No, I'd never you heard know, of that. Okay, let me can you pull it up on your computer? Type in Aberforth <laughs> goat. I bet you a hundred things come up. But there was always jokes in the... Wow, how bad would it look if I'm wrong about this? But uh, there's always yeah, jokes yeah, in right. the... Yeah, right. No, I, I, I kind of want to wait until we find this out. Because it would be funny to find <laughs> out Will just has a fetish for Aberforth for some no, damn this, I'm 100% positive this is true. Uh, well, so we about I'm, to find out. But basically... Pardon me if y'all can hear me sip my water. But um, I ain't got <laughs> no tea because Will <laughs> spilt it all. Fucking <laughs> Aberforth fucking goats. That's it. I think that there was trying to make a goat that was easy to keep clean. Uh, that's the joke. Let's see. Where does it say it? Just look up, did Aberforth Dumbledore have sex with a goat? <laughs> if you look up Aberforth goats, it'll come up. Nah. I, what exactly did Aberforth Dumbledore do to the goats? Let's see. Is that what the... Oh, it's no. like a Reddit post oh. asking Dumbledore. that. One asked... Uh, uh, so that's the thing. Like they always, the jokes in Harry Potter, obviously, like right, they alluded PG, to it, right? But they're like, don't leave him around goats, and it's like somebody's like, oh, he loves his goats too much. They always say stuff like, well, that. maybe he was just a farmer. Well, that's, I mean, the idea is that it's an untrue rumor. Right. The idea is that he didn't actually have sex with a goat, but everybody thinks that about him. Well, and so that's how you know that Dumbledore. What? I, I'm a, I'm a quick trash in Dumbledore. You know what I mean, but that's how I'm. I'm not gonna let you say that about my yeah, brother. Yeah, for real. And I'm the greatest wizard alive. Yeah, like somebody gonna get turned into a tea kettle about your own brother and your like beloved. Could it I mean how could you even imagine that somebody's so beloved as Dumbledore and then his brother people feel that? Or you know, say that you know what, dog? You're right. I, I looked up. It says, "What is the thing with Aberforth, yeah. Dumbledore, and goats?" And doesn't say anything about sex. I think that's what you want it to be. But there's definitely something going on with well, him. Well, what else goats. would he be doing with the goats if they're like, don't leave him around your goats? I don't know. Maybe he's drinking their blood like homie yeah. tried to do with the unicorns. Maybe it was that. Yeah. I want to go in that direction more than I want to go. <laughs> it's just Aberforth goat was blood. long stroking goats. That's well, true. Unicorn blood makes you immortal. Then what does is, what is goat blood do? Apparently know, makes, makes you a pervert. <laughs> I don't know. He started out just drinking the blood, and then he had to fuck the goat. Like, you know what? <sighs> you look kind of good, goat. No, yo, goats have wool, right? What is that sheep? That sheep. sheep. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm all, I'm already out. Yeah. I don't even know what goats have like hair. No, goats fur. make fur. milk. Don't they don't make? They? Milk. they do make milk. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you like goat milk. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's just stealing people's goat milk. This, that's just some weird. All I shit. saw was, was just he wanted to keep his goats clean, which does sound weird. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go from one weird sexual thing to another. Sure. We're dealing with a sunken ship today. Okay. That is one of the more... So this is like one of the most popular ones, and I had no idea about it. It's Young Tom Riddle and Hermione Granger. And the first uh, fan fiction piece about them, it was one where Hermione gets uh, Tom Riddle's diary instead of Ginny. But Mm -hmm. since then... 
people have written this fan fiction where Hermione goes back in time using her time turner as a third year with the intense purposes of assassinating young Tom Riddle. And the whole idea is like, she's a lone ranger. She doesn't go with Harry and Ron. She's there by herself. But while there, young Tom Riddle tries to seduce Hermione. So like all these, all these like probably 16 year old girls online write this fan fiction story basically about how they have to go back in time. They're writing about them. They're not writing about Hermione. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's it's fine. Not, like, but how, how many pages of this did you get through? Because it sounded like you had a ball. <laughs> I just read like bro. four of the synopsises. For Got them. it. So it's like one paragraph synopsis. But it's just like these girls going back and they have to kill Tom Riddle, but then they fall in love with him first and then they usually kill him at the end. So, okay. You know what? I'm, I'm going to give the fandom a round of applause because that is quite a compelling um, story arc that you came up with for Hermione. I just find it immensely gross. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if Hermione was in her third year, yeah. no matter when she goes like back, right, and Tom Riddle Tom's would like be 16. like 16, if not 17, and he would still be Voldemort. And he would still, well, and he probably wouldn't like Hermione, considering the fact that she's, you know, um, a muggle. Yeah, no, it's yeah. and he's a he's a mudblood. If I wish there was a better word for it. Well, he he right, he yeah. is, he is right, and he has like the whole self, like he chooses uh, Harry over Neville because of the self-loathing thing, where he actually does believe that muggles are more resilient than wizards on some level. That the, it's so weird to me, man, that. People didn't call him out for that shit. Yeah. But isn't there the whole thing where his mom used a love potion? Yes. So she's not a witch. She's just a human. No, she's a witch. She's a witch, but he's like like a half blood. His dad was a muggle. Oh, yeah. His dad was like a rich. Hermione's neither parents. No, she, yeah, yeah. So. Well, that's the thing. No, no, fair enough. But Voldemort, he has all this pure blood mania shit, and he's not pure blood. Yeah. And he chooses Harry to be his, his rival. When Lily is Muggle-born, when the Longbottoms are a pure-blooded family, oh, I see. So that's that's really the incident where he showed that he actually does secretly put a value on Muggle grit, for lack of a better word. Fair enough. Fair enough. I just find the whole thing with him and Hermione to be completely gross because, again, he. <laughs> well, think who the 12, 13, 14 year fourteen-year-old girls who are Harry Potter fans see themselves as. Right, fair enough. Look, look, and who are they interested in? It's young Tom Riddle. It's not Victor Crumb. It's not Ron. <laughs> as far as the optics are concerned, I won't judge the fan base. You, you know, know who else they like is Draco. Draco's the only one more popular. Well, Draco makes perfect fiction. sense because Draco was at least like of those ages. Yes, when, that's uh, true. when everything happened. And I guess, you know what? Hey, <laughs> if you want to go back in time as a 14-year-old and meet a 14, 13, and 15-year-old uh, yes. most evil wizard in history and get your rocks off, <laughs> by all really means do funny. so. That's but, the part you're bothered by is the age gap, not that he's the worst person in history. Both things bother me. I, 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 I'm pretty you're sure. You're going to be a great dad, by the way. I think so. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm pretty sure that... Our producer can back me up on this. That I said that the grossest thing about this, they want to go back in time <laughs> and be with the most dangerous wizard of all time. Yes. Who's also <laughs> so much older than them. Yeah. I said both things. They both freak me out. <laughs> One does not weigh the other. I, but I think as far as sunken ships go, and for those of you who don't know the terminology, because like we assume most people do, but yeah. for the layman. So sunken ship, ships is what they call relationships in fiction, right? So i.e. fan fiction such mm-hmm. as Ron and Hermione, 
uh, even though that ended up being Harry yeah. and Hermione or Harry and Luna, Harry so on and, and so yeah. forth. Harry so, and Draco. Oh, it's a very popular one. Oh, God. Yes. You know what? That makes perfect sense. Yeah, of course. I'm not even kind of yeah. surprised. That makes yeah. perfect fucking sense. Yeah. And it's probably something that you'll read and go like, yeah. shit, that makes more sense than Harry and Ginny. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> if Harry were gay, he'd be with Ron. That makes more sense <laughs> than anything. If Harry and Ron were both gay, obviously they're together. There's Hilarious. no... Harry's probably more compatible with Ron than any female character. Maybe Luna is the only one who I think. Maybe. And people say that's only in the movies, and there's a there's an argument to that. Oh, and there's no chemistry with uh, not Harry as, and Luna in the books? There's like one or two scenes where they have some chemistry, but like it's not like in the movies. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll, yeah. get, I'll get the fan base that, but as far as, um, I, you know what? I can even see it working. Yeah. I can even see it working. I, that would have been a much more interesting plot than <laughs> Cursed Child. If Harry and Ron were together? No, fool. Oh. If Hermione went back in time <laughs> oh, yeah? to kill Voldemort and then ended up falling in love. I mean, would she really fall in love with him, though? That's the only thing where no. it's like, Hermione's kind of above that. Yeah, and Hermione's a little bit above assassination. Like, she's not the one you send back to do assassination. Because falling in love with Tom Riddle is not falling in love with a normal dude. It's like falling in love with, like, a... Hitler? Sli- yeah, Hitler. If Hitler also was, like... A pimp in like a giant fur coat, like yeah, not even like Hitler as the head of state. Mm-hmm. It's like Hitler as a con artist salesman. Yeah, you know? well, we we that's another thing people forget is that he was just that Voldemort when he was young was a used a very good used car salesman. Yeah, that's really all he was. Yeah. He was just getting around on his fucking laurels and playing people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Hermione, he might have fell in. F- f- pardon me. Mm-mm. He might have fell in love with Hermione. Yeah. You know what I mean? And some forbidden love kind of shit. But if can they, he feel love? I don't know, man. But because I think he can feel infatuation. Yeah. Somebody felt some because Bellatrix got pregnant. Yes. But do you, don't you think Voldemort was just thinking like, I got to make a kid. I got to make a kid. Nah. No. You think he was like. I, he seemed too obsessed with himself and living long enough. Yeah, maybe. No, if he could fall. For somebody, Hermione would probably be... I think Hermione would be yeah. the perfect match. If you pull out, like, some of the... We change some of the semantics, like, if Hermione were pure blood and evil... Yeah. I could see him going for her way before he went for Bellatrix. That's I, true. In fact, I could see him becoming, like, a Snape-like character because of somebody like Hermione. Yeah. If they were the same Also, age, Snape, you know, is, uh, Snape is Voldemort's most trusted... Um, person and he's is one he of really the only Bellatrix. Well, Snape and Bellatrix, but Snape is top 2 and he's the only non-pure-blooded person in all of the Death Eaters. Fair. So that's another instance where he's valuing muggle mm-hmm. blood over Well, he was wrong both times. That motherfucker well, should have <laughs> <laughs> He was right about who is the most competent wizards around him though. Fair, fair he enough. He was good at cho- Well, I guess with, with Lucius, Lucius ended up just... I mean, Lucius just did what Lucius does. Lucius Lucius never said he wasn't pussy. Yeah, that's true. Lucius never acted like he was the baddest motherfucker of all time. Yeah. Lucius was just like, I'm rich, <laughs> and you're poor. And I don't fuck with poor people, or poor apparitions, or poor elves, or anything like that. Yeah. I do rich, stuck-up people shit. Yeah. I'm not... Lucius said, I'm not staying in jail. Fuck am I doing in jail? They ain't gonna do shit but laugh at me and pull my hair. <laughs> Got a yeah, you, can't have, you can't have long Lucius hair in jail. No, no, 
No. Wouldn't work. I was about to say, it's damn near a tongue twister because he has long, luscious hair. <laughs> like, that's the only way to describe it. And this nigga's name is Lucius. <laughs> Lucius Malfoy is a pimp from fucking Tennessee somewhere. Yeah. I'm telling you, that is a pimp's name in Tennessee somewhere, right now, to this day. Yeah. On some Iceberg Slim shit. There's a pimp <laughs> named Lucius Malfoy in Tennessee right now. I'm willing to bet on it. Yeah, I, I hopefully he's a listener of the show. You should reach out. <laughs> I'm gonna look up pimps named Lucius Malfoy. <laughs> I bet you I can find some. What are you okay, gonna say, Matt? I, yeah, I, go nothing, I wasn't gonna say anything. Gotcha. Okay. Well, while you're looking that up, I'll introduce the uh, the time turning for today. Please. So we're going back in time. When we time turn, we just change one thing in the past and talk about the ripple effect. So what the the scenario is if we went went back in time and Harry Potter has a really rough Triwizard tournament like he loses he doesn't go to anything like he doesn't go to the graveyard mm-hmm. because um you know he's just he he loses every event yeah, but yeah. also how does his ego so what what happens what what changes I feel like there's too many. This might cause too many ripple effects. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Well, first of all, Voldemort isn't coming back the way he did. Sure. You know, a kid might get killed, but they might have to send him back. I think if so, Cedric's still dead. Probably. He might be. He might get recruited. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> to the Death Eaters. No, because he has that mean streak in him. That was yeah. proven. You know. I don't know. I feel like if anything, Fleur Delacour would have won. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think she would have won, and I think she would have been murdered, and I think she would have been sent back more as like a warning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Voldemort is on his way, and then I feel like Barty Crouch Jr. as Mad Eye Moody would have tried, but he tried with Harry yeah. to kill him, and everything would be found out. And instead of it being a race to like get the horcruxes and all that i think the story changes and it becomes all hands on deck we have to protect harry potter yeah because voldemort apparently needs him for the spell that he's trying to like get across you know what i mean yeah and i actually i actually don't see that being a bad that's not a bad story it isn't harry would have a lot different of a personality at the end of it all it's like yeah 100 harry's just this guy who they have to protect mm-hmm. and then he never gets to be victorious over Voldemort. No, that but that all that stuff still has to happen. Yeah. All that stuff just has to happen. It's just Voldemort also needs to get Harry. Oh, so it's like training so it's, for a final battle. Right. It's this big game of cat and mouse, but in order for Voldemort to come back, in order like oh Whoa. shit. Sorry cat. I forgot you were here. <laughs> Sorry McGonagall. I thought it bit you. No, it just rubbed me and I didn't know it was there. Is it okay? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I ain't trying to get Fury swiped before I get out of here. Uh-oh. You got to be careful with cats, dog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They are temperamental. Matter of fact, Maxi, hold your cat. <laughs> I'm it's not my cat. Oh, it's not your cat. No. This cat is... Oh, this is a new just, cat? It's, it's uh, just doing cat. what it wants. Oh, okay. It's yeah. roaming free. Gotcha. Uh, well, we were... So, uh... Oh, uh, hell no. I need well, do you think if, uh... If Harry wasn't in it, why would do you think no, Barty Crouch Jr. Loses. If he yeah, but if he yeah. loses, would he still would Barty Crouch Jr. still make 
the the cup the port key he might try to turn something else into a port key no I, I, I think he still makes the cup the port key because i think he's still harry still goes to the next event no i think i think that if harry's gonna not- have a rough time in the maze and be nowhere near the port key matt uh barty crash probably apparates into the maze and then grabs him and apparates him to voldemort you can't apparate in hogwarts oh that's true Maybe he has like a br- uh, yeah. No, oh, whoops! Is- I guess I'm not people. So people aren't eliminated. It's just the scores go down. Yeah, right. the scores. Okay, go down. so then yeah, would still he would be in last place. Also, you know? his confidence would be shot. Like, well, that's Harry's good. Ego is so fed by external validation. True. Like every year, he's like, I better solve a huge thing by the end of this year, or I won't be able to see myself as the hero. Fair enough, but I I, I really do believe that. It would just switch up, and I think it. I, I think Dumbledore would have to reveal the secrets a little earlier on. Yeah, like I think Dumbledore would have to tell Harry, like, you need to get captured. You need to get captured so this motherfucker can come back in full form, and then you gotta let him kill you. Yeah, and then we gotta go from there. And the duality of having to know that now a lot earlier than he did, and know that he was being raised, how he was being raised, and he might have would have found out about Snape and all that stuff a lot sooner. I don't know. It, that would have been fucking interesting. It's funny <laughs> how just that moment yeah. of the Tribal Tournament changes everything. Yeah. That and um like the one I always bring up when he let Wormtail go. You know yeah. what's uh the weird thing for me is when I reread uh the part where him and Cedric are trying to go to get the cup and then it's gonna be a porky, mm-hmm. I always just want Harry to just beat Cedric and Cedric not to go yeah. and it's not because I like I'm, I'm really looking at it from Harry's point of view like it's rough that Cedric dies but it's such a bummer the whole next year all the people who think that Harry killed Cedric it's like a third of the school that that's insane because it's like well they read it in Rita Skeeter in the or not in Rita Skeeter but in the Daily Prophet is so anti-Harry but you understand right and this is another thing they don't do enough of in the Harry Potter universe is I don't think Harry could conjure up the Avada Kedavra curse. No, of course not. He wasn't powerful enough yet. Yes. You need power to do that that Harry Potter simply did not have. But there were just, you know, there's all these parents who think that the reason that baby Harry Potter beat Voldemort is because he's an evil wizard. Exactly. Yeah, true, true. And uh, to go to school at a school and a third of the kids... Think you're a murderer? Yeah, that would be so fucking and, weird. On, and then on top of being a murderer, because it's two of the three of the things that you can the, are the worst things that I personally think could be in no particular order. I think is a murderer, a rapist, and a thief. Right? Mm-hmm. Thief and extreme liar. Maybe being right under being a thief. Fucking, they called Harry. Basically, two, damn it, three of those four things. Yeah. You called him at 30, you thought he was a murderer because mm-hmm. Cedric died. Then you're saying that there were some people that were like, you know, he's like he killed Cedric to, for the victory. You know yeah. what I mean? Like to steal a win. And then he's lying about Voldemort being back. Why would he of all people? That's another thing. Why would Harry Potter of all people tell mm-hmm. that lie? Yeah. It makes no sense that he would want that lie to be spread around. <laughs> Hey, the person who killed my parents is back. What? What? What would he have to gain from that? I guess just attention. That's what. But yeah, I got I mean, what more attention does he need? I know it's. I mean, people want 
Voldemort not to be back. That's the only reason that they believe all of this horseshit. You read the stuff in the Daily Prophet and you're like, wait, so Dumbledore is trying to seize the ministry by building an army mm-hmm. of children. Of children. He could just run for Minister of Magic. Everyone would vote for him. Right. Or Why is he got to go build an army? Or if Dumbledore wanted, he could just go rogue and he's the most powerful wizard yeah. alive and murder all of you motherfuckers. Who, who is passionate about Cornelius Fudge? Nobody's voting for him. Well, uh, so don't Umbridge. make this conspiracy. Yeah, this conspiracy theory is crazy. Okay, but so half the parents believe it. What was your What was your favorite like moment from Dumbledore in the movies? Uh, I mean, I like that moment where he leaves the room by stunning everybody, and then Kingsley Shacklebolt. Damn <laughs> man, that's what that's exactly that's what I was gonna say. That that, yeah, one. that was that was gonna be my one because Dumbledore stunned on the motherfuckers. <laughs> Dumbledore looked around that office and that embroidery <laughs> room. Was like, hold, hold on, wait a minute. You seem to be laboring under the delusion that I was gonna. What was the phrase? Come quietly. Well, I can assure you, I have no intention of going to Azkaban. Enough of this. Take him. That motherfucker winked his eye. That phoenix came. He clapped. Kingsley got a, well, you might not like him, minister, but you can't deny Dumbledore's got style. Fire. Fire. He's a piece of shit. But that's probably my favorite scene in all of book five. Yeah, that was an amazing moment. Dumbledore got up out of there like, word, y'all, 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 y'all real. it's like, it's me. Yeah. You know who I am. Yeah. I know who I am. You gonna take me to Azkaban. I have chocolate frogs. Right. You have chocolate frog cards? You, you no, go, you do not. And then it's like, Kingsley, I know you playing a part right now, dog, but like, come on. You in order of the Phoenix. And that's my Phoenix. <laughs> Fuck you gonna do to me, that's bro? The Phoenix, you're in the order of. Who, who was the Who was the other guy? Because it was Kingsley, and who was the other one? I don't know. It was just like a a ministry goon who just like a paper pusher. He probably doesn't even notice that Voldemort's taking over. He's just like, oh, I gotta file these reports. <laughs> I I would have killed um, Cornelius Oswald Fudge. Yeah. yeah if I was dumb, I would have murdered that. Well, that's the him. interesting thing. In the- just for playing with me like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, Fudge is a... Dumbledore should have more of a problem with Fudge. Yeah. Because Fudge is putting the whole country at risk because of his ego. What, what What? happened with Cornelius Oswald Fudge after all was said and done? I know he was fu- not fired. He resigned. He resigned and nothing. He just retired. He just was done with politics. He was at Dumbledore's funeral, and it's like... You wouldn't be at my funeral. You wouldn't been at my funeral either. Yeah. I'd have, I'd have had my portrait. <laughs> send that motherfucker home <laughs> now, McGonagall. Send him home now. Otherwise, I'm coming back to life and I'm killing everybody in the room. He was trash, bro. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? The guy that played him in the movie, God rest his soul, because I believe he passed away. But he made Fudge so endearing, yeah. and the book made Fudge so hateable. Yes. Um, I would say that that is a, that's like a really interesting acting choice. And I think that guy's like, a lot of these Harry Potter actors are like British stage actors mm-hmm. and so, are amazing actors. A hundred percent. You think, you know what? That's something else that I don't know if we give J.K. Rowling enough credit for. But she gave a lot of amazing stage actors. Because, you know, stage actors make mm-hmm. money, but they're never like super rich. Yeah. You know what I mean? So she gave a lot of amazing stage actors and actresses yeah. the ability to live more than comfortably. 
A hundred percent. I mean, and some of these actors, like, they're great. Like, I was watching uh, this movie called History Boys, mm-hmm. British movie, and the main character is played by the guy who plays Vernon Dursley. Get out of here. And he just puts in an amazing performance. They say he's one of, like, the greatest they great. have over there. And he's just, in Harry Potter, he... If you think about the choices he makes with Vernon Dursley, they're so cartoony, they mm-hmm. shouldn't work in the context of that movie. They're so cartoony. Yes. But they work. And but he's, he's also one of the only people that can make that type of stuff work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, you look at somebody like uh, Dame Maggie Smith, right? I have it correct, right? It's Maggie yeah. Smith. And you look at her career, it's like, sure, she probably made good money. Mm-hmm. But I have no doubt about it that her <laughs> biggest check was Professor McGonagall. Oh, for sure. No question. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if they got, uh, and I hope the gods they did, if they got back-end money, set for life. Now, you can be yeah. Broadway your whole life, and you could get knighted, or mm-hmm. do they also knight female um, actresses? Uh, you can be made like a lady, Okay, similar, I guess. So knighted or maidened, if yeah. anybody knows what the term is, please yeah. uh, DM me on Instagram and tell me <laughs> what it is. But... You think about it, they might can make it max up to two million a year at max, like at absolute yeah. max, as opposed to you coming back as Professor Snape on that <laughs> fucking six or seventh movie as Alan Rickman. You getting yeah five eight million at <laughs> least. You feel me? I don't know what the numbers are, but probably you would think it's around there. It better be. Yeah. If it's not, I'd be very fucking upset. Yeah. You know what I mean? But matter of fact, I'm gonna look up their net worths. Ma- Maxi, if you don't mind, look up um Dame oh, Dame yeah. Mag- Maggie Smith, Alan Rickman, and whoever played uh, the second Dumbledore. And while uh, while you're looking that up, we can intro our new our newest segment. I'm gonna let you do it because it's it's a child of your brain, buddy. Okay, so the Arthur Weasley Award, the is, Arthur Weasley Award, baby, is given to a magical Harry Potter character, uh, and it can't be somebody who's had uh, significant contact with the Muggle world. So okay. no Hermione, mm-hmm. no uh, no Seamus. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Muggle character, or a, a magical character who would excel in a muggle situation. Got you. And for the first one, we have a cookout. Okay. So which magical Harry Potter character with limited contact with the muggle world could excel in a cookout? Okay, so now there's, there's a couple of them yes. that I think could excel in the cookout. But since you have me here, <laughs> Dobby. You got Dobby? I think Dobby would do great at a cookout. Because Dobby would they first of all they they treat him very nice. Yeah. They'd have him do tricks. <laughs> they gonna get tired of him banging his head on shit. I can assure you of that. <laughs> but they would like Dobby would be a free elf immediately. Yeah. But oh, that's how they got you working. Well, here's a sock, little nigga. Now, can you do anything about these ribs? Can you get the coals to burn evenly? Do you have a snappy spell to do that? Man, they would probably use him to run to the store. At a lot of like my family cookouts, because yeah. he gets there with a snap of his fingers. Dobby would pick <laughs> up all the alcohol for the rest of the day. So yeah, I think uh, Dobby would do great. I think Matt I. Moody, of course, yeah, would do great. I figured that's who I. I feel like he'd have to jump around a lot because there'd be a whole lot of questions being asked by <laughs> and what that. Uh, so many people would want whatever was in his flask. He gets so tired of motherfuckers like, yo, I need a hit of that shit. <laughs> so yeah, I think those two right off the rip. Um, I'll tell you who I think would not win the Arthur Weasley Award yeah. at all. 
is um Draco Malfoy. Oh, he'd have a rough go of it. Yeah, I feel like Draco would have a really rough go of it. I feel like somebody would take his wand and like snap it in front of him yeah. and then like dare him to fight like a man. Yeah. And he would get so fucking intimidated. Yeah. But my Arthur Weasley award would go to in first place with the uh gold medal would be Dobby. Second place would be Mad Eye Moody. Third place would be Hagrid. Okay. I think Hagrid would do really good. He would just bring like a lot of odd food to the cookout. I didn't think food. of Dobby, and Dobby would be by far the most helpful. Dobby yes. would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did have Mad Eye on mine. I figured he would just get along. Like mm-hmm. he would just be social in an antisocial way. Yeah. Be endearing. Mm-hmm. I also thought of Kingsley, but he kind of can't qualify yeah. because of his work with the Prime Minister, the right. Muggle Prime Minister, but he seems like a guy who would just get along with people immediately. Right. But my number one. And I guess number two, if you make me split them up, are Fred and George. Fred and George, yeah, would just be everybody's best friend. Five minutes in, I can see them. I can see them being either the life of the party or really effing annoying. Yeah, yeah, I can see them being really annoying. Like, all right, you twins. All right, you're Fred. He's George, and these dumbass puns, nigga. I'm just <laughs> trying to eat. Yeah. Now use your magic to help me in this dice game. <laughs> That's just in my cookouts, though. I think Fred and George would, yeah, they would start by like making everyone laugh with jokes. Mm-hmm. Then they go into pranking somebody in like a too severe way that like splits the room. Yeah, half the people think it's hilarious and half think it's too far. And then they just go into trying to hook up. I think they spend the, <laughs> the, the second half of that cookout trying to figure out who's going back with them to. I mean, they both are going to end up with the same girl <laughs> regardless. So. I don't see um I don't see what the problem is. I know the one thing they can't go to the cookout in that flying car. I tell you that much because you're gonna have to give a whole lot of rides to a whole lot of people because there's too many people that's gonna want to know what that thrill is like. What you think, Maxie? Who you got? Uh, I kind of always seem to go with uh, Haggard at these things. I think Haggard's just the fun, the fun party guy. Haggard yeah. would bring some food though. Then. Some people would try, but most people would not. And he would, he would bring like animals. He's like, "Yo, you're drunk." He's like, "Want to ride a dragon?" And so, right, right. I think I do. <laughs> yeah, I want to ride a dragon. I feel like Hagrid would bring the strongest alcohol possible. Yeah, uh, like you drink that shit and like you yell out fire, but it doesn't like burn. You know, what I mean? it's like when you yeah. high and you cough. Yeah, yeah. Here's or the he downside. Thinks, like, you think he's like you think pig ribs are good? Like, oh, I have I have some crazy ribs. Here's the yeah. downside to Hagrid, though. Hmm. Hagrid is definitely bringing at least one dog that will chew up your grandmother's sofa. Oh yeah, yeah. But Fang, if he brings Fang, <laughs> Fang is pussy. I got I got a fucking Chihuahua that could put Fang in his place. <laughs> That's true. But somebody, those dogs are not well enough behaved for to be brought to places. But I'm sure he does. Well, I, I'm I'm pretty sure he wouldn't bring Fluffy. What if we brought Aragog? Oh, or, God. That's Aragog, right? Is the big spider. Yeah, that's yeah. the big spider. Well, uh, oh, I know I would have to try out Narati Exime because uh, <laughs> that's the spell that gets rid of spiders, by the way, because I'm a goddamn spell nerd. Well, that's a good spell to know. Uh, I got the uh, the net worths. Okay, let's hear them. So, uh, Michael Gambon, who's the second Dumbledore, mm-hmm. is worth uh, 15 mil. Okay. Perfect. And then... Uh, Alan Rickman and Maggie Smith were both worth uh, 16. Good. Okay, worth 16 nice. Apiece. Good, yeah. good, good. Great. See? Now, I don't know what that net worth was before that, of course. I think that's mostly Harry Potter. I doubt even a million. I, yeah. yeah, likewise. I doubt even a million. Well, Alan Rickman was the bad guy in the Lethal Weapon movies. Oh, that's true. So he pro- he might have a little bit. That shit probably counted for 4 million. Yeah. yeah. No, Harry Potter is most of it. You know. Because you think, you think about all this, like, the name and the likeness. Mm-hmm. 
they use their likeness for all of that stuff. Yeah, they got to get paid for like video games and toys and stuff. Whatever they lent their voice to, all that shit. And it's like something they can be proud of. Like I, yeah. I really feel like uh, the Harry Potter actors and actresses. I feel like they have more pride in their roles than like the Hunger Games people or the Twilight people. Yeah, a hundred percent. Well, think about it, most of them had full careers by the time they got Harry Potter. And I mean, full careers of like Broadway up and downs. And Shakespeare. And They're Shakespeare. all Shakespearean actors. Right. And look, see, that's something that a lot of us don't understand as entertainers, man. Like, the Shakespearean actor, the Broadway actor, and the comedian are very similar in that that shit is a grind, an underappreciated grind. Now, mind mm-hmm. you, I think being a stage actor is a little bit more appreciated as far as like the art form itself uh, being appreciated, whereas uh, you let a stage actor do their thing and you let your feelings be what they may, but you understand they're doing a the job, whereas comedians, we get a lot of flack for how we make you feel. But most comedians, I feel like at every level, make more. Like the amateur comic versus the amateur um, Broadway actor yeah. or even Shakespearean actor. If you count like the money per person, once they're making money, the comedian might make more. Mm-hmm. Might not be much more, but they might make more. But then as we go higher, oh my God, it's definitely like once we're successful, mm-hmm. we're definitely making more. Yeah. Like you take a headlining comic at the comedy club level and you put them versus a um, Shakespearean actor that's at a similar level. I don't know what it's like on, you know, across the pond. But I'm willing to bet they're not making 50000 Well, they can't yet. tour because they can't move the set around. So it's like, you know, we can go to every city. Yeah, right. I think out of those three, the Shakespearean actors make the least. Yeah. yeah. See? Sure. So I, f- I feel like stuff like that, you got you got to think about what that franchise did for folks like that. Mm-hmm. You know, because without without that, who's to know? We, we might just be hearing a story about... You know how Maggie Page might not have been able to pay her bills. Yeah. You know, so for that reason, they they have nothing. They should have nothing but pride for the Harry Potter films. I feel sorry for the kids that are gonna have to get Harry Potter revamped in like twenty years. Yeah, that'll be weird. Do you think they'll do that? Of course. Like make remake them movie for movie. Too much nostalgia. <sighs> yeah. They they probably it'll will. be but it'll be like weird all CGI it'll be really bad yeah it's gonna uh, be yeah. really really bad like Lion King but for Harry Potter yeah probably okay. like but like really really bad okay and well, they are gonna try to insert like Daniel Radcliffe and yeah. Emma like if they all live long enough and Rupert Grint's gonna be the only one that says no he's not <laughs> fucking doing it <laughs> I'm telling you I, I can see it happening that's. That'll be brutal. Hope, hopefully not. We'll see. We'll uh, see, but you see what they did with Star Wars, bro. That's true. Yeah. Well, at least with Star Wars, at least it's set in a different period of time. You know what they could do that could be cool? They could do some Order of the Phoenix movies. Yeah. And just show us what the mm-hmm. war, first Wizarding War was like. Also, I'm fine with like ancient Wizarding World stuff, too. Right, right. Or yeah. another country. Another yeah. country, yeah. Yeah, the, or the uh, Hogwarts the, uh, in America, dog. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They'd have to worry about like mass, um, you know, shooters. Oh and yeah, shit, but that's about it. Yeah, I you really cannot now. teach Avada Kedavra in America. Oh fuck no! <laughs> All the mass Avada Kedavras, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that's a sketch. We have to do that as a sketch. Yeah. Well, then I also think the uh, the Mad Eye Moody. Shacklebolt uh, in the Ministry, like yeah. procedural, is the is the well, show. Well, I, oh, yeah, I want to yeah, write sure. it. Just find out if we can. 
Yeah. Oh, we definitely we definitely can't make it. Right. We can't make it. No. We can write it on spec. We can, yeah, we can write it on spec though. Was, yeah. Hmm. Well, let's let's sort our last. Uh, let's sort our last. Let's sort the last boondock uh, character. Yeah. Last okay. character. So we got Riley Freeman, the other brother, the younger brother. Okay. One of the funniest characters. One of the funniest characters, <laughs> but he's so malleable, man. Because yeah. my initial thought was to put him in Slytherin, right? Yes. But the reason why I don't want to put him in Slytherin is because I don't think he's inherently bad. Just like I don't think Slytherin's inherently yeah. bad. I just think he's so freaking malleable. He's like clay. So because of that, I'm not going to make him magical at all. You remember um, like that lady that was watching over Harry yeah. in book five? Yeah. What do you call her? Squib. I'm going to make him a squib. And I don't know if he's going to be on the light side or the dark side. Because I feel like uh. he's so malleable and his intentions are so good. He's just trying to have a good time. Yes. So I feel like he's going to go with the, where the party is. And I don't know if any house that I've seen, uh, Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, Slytherin, any house of Durmstrang, and definitely not Bo Battens. But Well, why not Bo Battens? Well, he's a man. I don't think they have men in Bo No, Bats. they do. Yeah. In, the, in the book, they do. Oh, they do? The okay, then. Yeah. So, not Bo Battens because I didn't see anyone in Bo Battens who was like a clout chaser. They were just looking for oh, a yeah. good time. So, That's true. Not that um, he is that, but I'm going to have to put... I'm going to make Riley a squib that can either be pro, like, the positive Dumbledore message, but I could also see him being convinced being pro uh, Voldemort's message. Okay. You know, it, it, it depends on when you catch him. I can see him. I can see him being one of the better double agents. Yeah, yeah, for either side. Wait, but how would a squib be a double agent for the Death Eaters? Like, oh, we're just bringing in our Muggle friend, right? No, just just getting him to talk shit around him. Oh yeah, that's all. Getting him to talk shit. I feel like he would have the ear of a lot of people because I could see him being like at Burton and um, oh, yeah. Burton and Burton. Oh, that's who he called. reminds me of. He's kind of like. Mundungus a little bit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. A fucking just a guy that's like around. But he is also like he's hyper I mean the way I look at him is he's hyper loyal to this ethic that he gets from hip hop culture and music and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so like in the basketball episode he just wants to do really fancy dribbling mm-hmm. before every shot he takes, whether it's helpful to winning or not. You know he kind of reminds me of, now that you say that? <laughs> Colin Creevy. Oh, yeah. You remember Colin Creevy? Yeah. Just a young kid wanting to have fun and be around the people he enjoys. Yeah. So, having said that, maybe Gryffindor, but maybe Gryffindor. I still think he's a squib. Well, he is. He's pretty brave. I mean, he tries to kill Santa Claus while believing that Santa Claus is real. Remember the Santa Claus at the mall? And he's oh, like, you I, gotta pay I, what you owe, and I, he's like shooting at Santa Claus. I, I believe it, but that's uh, <sighs> it's damn near Duffy the dog. Even <laughs> you know what I mean? No, like, I know. Maybe he's like, is he like Cedric Diggory? Well, he could be molded depending on how things yeah, turn like out. What yeah. kind of Death Eater are we talking about? Yeah, yeah, if he was a Death Eater, he'd be more in the Cedric lane. But again, he just feels like. He feels like a side character that'll help you out, but there's a legend about him. Yeah. So that that's why I'm gonna go with um making him a squib similar to that lady okay. that helped Harry. Okay, I'm cool with it. I like it. All right. Okay. So I got to win that argument, yeah. y'all. Max, you got any <laughs> thoughts on that? I think he's uh I it's hard to <laughs> he is a hard person to place. I kinda wanna say Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's loyal. I feel like uh 
he was really there for uh, Thugnificent. Oh, that's when, true. Like, <laughs> oh, that's a good point. You know what? Times. I, I've just been swayed again. I think his loyalty th- to Thugnificent is very Hufflepuffish. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, so two Hufflepuff, one for a squib. I'm fine with that. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode question mark <laughs> of the Potterhood Podcast. Once again, I want to thank you guys for listening to us thus far. Please be sure to interact with us on social media. You can use the hashtag Potterhood to let us know what you think or anything we said. If there's some things that you want to hear us talk about, be sure to get at us on all our social medias that we mentioned earlier. Will, you got anything you want to say to the people? Uh, thanks for listening. And having said that, Mischief Managed. Managed.